Good morning, everybody. I'm Troy, and I'm an addict. Good morning. I uh, one of the one of the both good and bad things about taking the, a day to sit in my house by myself is it gives me a whole lot of time to think. Um, so I actually came up with a new one I haven't done before. Um, we're gonna call this one same as my goal: stay ready, so you ain't gotta get ready. Who's uh? Where's my military guys in here? No, none, none. Well, then y'all ain't used to get ready, so you ain't. <laughs> if your father made you stay ready, so you didn't have to get ready, then yes. All right. So here's what that looks like. Who uh, who has who has their seasonal clothes stuffed in a tote under their bed? Who's got all their shorts? out for the summer and keeps all their corduroys under the bed put away. Anybody? A couple of, a couple of us do. So seasonally, we decide what we're going to need because we know what the seasons hold. We know what they need. We know when fall comes, especially in Pennsylvania, you need an air conditioner in the window during the day and you need a wood stove at night. So there's a whole lot of things coming into winter that we do, especially in the state of Pennsylvania, that, that, that we do to get ready. Um, who, who's got who's got a vehicle in here? They remember who has owned a vehicle in your life. When winter's coming, what are some of the things that we do to get ready for winter with our vehicle? Tie snow tires. First thing we want to do is make sure we either got good all weather radials or pair set of snow tires. What else? Anything else? Windshield washer fluid. We make sure it's got windshield washer fluid in it. Antifreeze, man, number one. Make sure that's just either green, orange, or blue. Because if it's white, you're fucking going to lose an engine this month. Make sure the heater's working. We check our tail lights because God knows we got to make sure that when we do slide off the side of the road, the only thing sticking up out the shoulder is our ass end. There better be some lights showing or we're not going to get found. Um, you know, one of the other things that we do is we make sure that our registration's up to date. We do that more in the winter than we do in the summertime, don't we? Because the odds of me getting stuck and getting pulled up on <laughs> in the winter are a lot bigger than they are in the summer. Um, so we, we, there's a lot of things we do to our car when winter's coming. Um, if we wait till February to take a look at our tires, are we in danger? Are we in danger? Probably. Probably. Because January is when it's going to really start for us. Um, if we, uh, if we don't, you know, antifreeze is one of my favorite ones. If we don't check and make sure that the, the antifreeze in our motor is a 50-50 mix, or if we're not, you know, we sometime in the summer, a battery, that's a big one. You buy a new battery or just clean the fucking terminals off at least. Um, but in the, in the summertime, we might have a slow leak in our antifreeze that, you know, we smell antifreeze every time we, had, we hit a stop sign. You know, we smell it. We're like, I wonder where that's coming from. And then one day we realize our temperature's fluctuating a lot and we put a thing of stop leak in there. You know, the little fi iron filings. And we try to get that motor hot enough that those iron filings fill those holes. So we use an additive and we cross our fingers. But if we haven't checked the density of our, our antifreeze, we haven't got a 50-50 mix and we put stop leak in there, we're taking a chance on freezing our motor block as soon as the temperature drops, aren't we? Does anybody ever drop a freeze plug out of their motor? I absolutely have. Um, I mean, that's a devastating thing to find out that it was preventable. The thing that incapacitated my car was preventable. 
all I had to do, what do you got? 100%. That's, that stop leak shit will block your heater core in a minute. And then you're, and then you're ripping apart the dash and you're fifteen, eighteen hundred dollars into a service job that you didn't need to do because you put a three dollar thing, you added it in your motor. So, there's things that we do to make sure our car runs all winter long, make sure it gets us where we need to go. Um, my house, I live, I live out in the country, so I have a well, um, I have propane heat. So there's some other things I have to do when winter's coming. Is I gotta one, make sure that my well house is insulated, and make sure my chicken light in there is working. And anybody who's got a well or has ever had one understands what I mean. You gotta keep an infrared light aimed at the pressure tank if it's exposed to outside air or it's going to fucking fill and crack. So I got to make sure that the well house is well heated well enough. I got a bunch of animals outside that I tend to, you know, my, my own pets as well as some wildlife. I've seen you guys, I've shown you pictures of the deer. I have 14 deer that come in and out of my yard every day. Um, and I've gotten, you know, I've named them, you know, there's Cookie and Tina. And they, they all got names. And I got one, I really got he's bird food and peanuts and that's it but but anyway like, like i tend to them and, and one of the things that i i think is important when i'm tending to the community of animals that lives around me is to make sure they have water stuff so i got buckets with bucket heaters in them anybody know what those are little round waterproof heaters so that the water buckets don't freeze so i make sure i got buckets of water that are thawed out out there for those animals i make sure that there's extra food and you know is there a deer feeder out front of my house? Yes, there is, 100%. Um, I make sure that that's full. That deer feeder's not there for me to shoot deer. That's, that's not why it's there. It's there because I like to look at them when they eat. It's pretty cool. But there's a whole lot of things that I do getting ready for winter. What do you got, Mike? Yes. <laughs> All right, let's hit that. Let's hit that because I got some homeless time under my belt too. For those of us who have endured a winter homeless, who's anybody done that in this room? What's the first thing we fucking do? Warm ass sleeping bag. The first thing I want is a sleeping bag because I can carry it. I can carry it where I need to go. The other thing I look for is a tent that's small enough that I can put it in a backpack. Because if it snows, I'd rather have something between me and the snow other than just my feet. Um, we, we know, you know, this is going to sound fucking grimy, but it's real. Anybody ever checked themselves into a rehab just as it got cold? I had. Because I knew that I was going to get cold soon. And I knew if I went and got dirty and went to a rehab, I had a bed for at least a, at least a month. So that's the grimy shit that I used to do to get ready for winter. So why am I talking about getting ready for winter? Why would I be making so much conversation around? All right. So the times that I've been the weakest in my life, I've been cold, hungry, and tired. So I attribute my addiction to winter. My addiction is the winter that's out there. And I'm going to get hit with temptation. I'm 100% going to run into, I, I talked about yesterday, my doctor, my doctor, the best drug dealer on the planet. My doctor gave me a prescription for a, a, a medicine that is, has an abuse capability. I could absolutely abuse that. 
me getting ready for winter means I hand that bottle to my wife and I say, can you hold these? Not because I'm weak. Because I'm not. I'm strong. I got fucking almost 20 years and I ain't giving that shit up to nobody. Nobody. But my brain doesn't always know that. My brain goes, you take two, B, you're going to feel a pain. You know? So of course I know that. I know how that works. But me getting ready for winter means I don't carry those in my car. I don't carry them in my pocket. I don't put them in the in the medicine cabinet where I'm alone in the bathroom by myself for a couple of hours each day. I don't do that. I put them somewhere else because I'm ready because I know, I know that temptation is coming. I know it's coming. And it's going to happen, like I said, when I was in active addiction, I stayed cold, hungry, and tired. But guess what? Cold, hungry, and tired make me remember. And sometimes what I remember isn't scary at all. Sometimes I only remember the good shit. Sometimes I only remember that fine-ass girl I met who was swinging dope at half price. Like, that's the only thing that's in my head, you know? So in the military, they tell you to get ready, stay ready. Stay ready so you never have to get ready. And what that means is, if your utility belt has a place for two grenades, how many grenades do you have? Two. If your if your utility belt has places for extra clips, how many? If it's if it's seven slots, how many clips should be in there? Seven. We don't go out with three when we've had the capability of having seven. We load up. We get ready because I don't know when my temptation comes. I don't know when I'm going to run into the dope man. I told some of you guys the other day. I took my father-in-law. You know, my family took my father-in-law out for for a meal to celebrate a birthday. And I sat across from a window at the restaurant. And out the window, I could see the convenience store across the street. And in the lot of the convenience store, this is what I saw. And you guys tell me if I'm wrong. I saw one guy, hoodie, leaning on the yellow pile in front of the door. And his backpack was over there. And I saw a young boy at the alley entrance doing this. And then I saw... A guy my age standing on the corner of the street like this, calling out. I sat there and watched a crack dealer or a heroin dealer. I'm not sure which because I didn't get close enough because I can smell that shit. But I sat there and I watched him serve three people. I watched him serve what had to have been a 65-year-old man in a beat-up old blue pickup truck. The fuck was he doing out there? But sitting there watching it happen, it started as, I can't believe what I'm seeing. This is terrible. I can't believe here we are and I'm exposed to it. But by the end, I was wondering what was going to happen. By the end, I wondered how much cash I had in my pocket. I started thinking about that. Now, I know how to fight those demons in my head. I'm pretty good at it. But sitting there and watching it happen reminded me of how much is out there that wants me on that path. There is a disease and people active in that disease and people pushing that disease that want my name on that wall. They want that, that they, that's the end game for them. They want to kill me. So the easiest thing for me to do is stay ready. So I'm always ready to face that temptation. I heard somebody say something this morning in conversation that said, I'm trying this new thing. The last time I had a talk with Dope Man, and I have had one recently, 
when he said, what are you into these days? My answer is, I'm trying this new thing. I don't have to get into the details about it. I say, I'm trying this new thing. And now I got his curiosity. What is the new thing he's trying? Because he's put on weight. He's got a car. He's living somewhere. What's he doing? And then I got the opportunity to have a conversation on the new thing I'm trying. The new thing I'm trying. I've been trying every single now for almost 20 fucking years. But I only worry about now. I only have to get through right now. So I made it through that whole meal without getting up. I'll, I'll admit openly I did have somebody to replace the I made somebody sit place. I had to get another side table. I couldn't sit there and watch it anymore. It was starting to get to me. But that's part of me getting ready. That's me putting the snow tires in my car. That's me going into the garage and getting an inspection before I'm stuck on the side of the road with a beat inspection sticker and a bad registration. Because that's where I'm going to end up. I'm going to end up in a car that's out of gas, parked under a bridge, living in the backseat. That is where I go. But if I know what I'm looking for, if I'm prepared and I know that there's a fresh oil change in my car, my, my car and I know that I put snow tires on, and I know that I've checked my taillights, I know that as I approach that situation where there's ice on the road, and we'll call it black ice because that's what it is, because when you hit it, there ain't no fucking stopping them. Who here can recreationally use their drug choice? I love your honesty. Yeah, I heard somebody say, I only use heroin recreationally one time. I thought, man, you must be fun to fucking hang out with. <laughs> Let's play this. All right. <laughs> um, I don't ever want to fall out in the snow again. You know, I never do. I never do. So I choose to look at all of what's out there as my winter. I choose to look at all the things I'm going to stumble over as my winter. They're the roadblocks, the snow days. Shit, who fucking, who loved snow days when you were a kid? Did we use snow days to go outside and build igloos and play? And then when we got older, what did we do with our snow days? We used for fucking 27 hours straight. And then we prayed to God there was another snow day tomorrow because I wasn't ready for school yet. Right? So, today I'm asking you guys to consciously stay ready. Keep snow tires on your car. Keep your car registered. Keep enough windshield washer fluid in there so when you run through that fucking swarm of June bugs, you can keep your window clean. Because I promise you, there's somebody out there who's waiting for you to pull that windshield washer fluid button and nothing come out of it. There's somebody out there waiting for you to not be ready. One of the hardest things I've ever had to do was to walk away from the dope man when I was in early recovery. I had a year, I had less than a year clean. I think I've told this story to some of you guys. I had this I had this tag, this white one, and I had this orange one, and that's it. And I had them hanging on my keys, and I was dropping my daughter off at preschool. And as I'm walking in, as I was going in, coming out, was a guy who used to buy rocks. And he had just dropped his son off at school. And we passed each other, and we made eye contact, and he gave me the we all know that look. You trying to get hot? And I immediately took my keys out of my pocket, which had these on them, and I went like this. And I kept walking. And I thought, did I just vampire cross that motherfucker? I'm pretty sure I did. That's what I did. I held up my key tags like they were a cross, and I aimed them at him, and I hissed at him like an animal. 
And he looked at me funny. Why? Why are you looking funny? He's never seen these before. He don't know what the fuck they are, what they mean. No idea. But I did. And it kept me safe. And for just a minute, I was walking in there like, ha ha, I got fucking Iron Man suit on. Nobody can fuck with me now. Because I decided that day that I was going to say this. I decided early enough that all I had to do was stay ready. Because if I'm not ready, if I'm not anticipating, who thinks they're not going to run into this dope man when they get out of here? Alcoholics. Who thinks you're not going to go into a store that sells alcohol? That sells alcohol. Anybody? No. Because you all know. You, you know winter's out. You know it's coming. As long as you consistently know that it's coming, you're ready. They tell military personnel to stay ready so you don't have to get ready because there is no... Do you think those guys that were sitting in the office on November 3rd, 1941, had any idea what was about to happen that afternoon? Do you think it was anybody sitting there in Okinawa going, you know what, in about three hours, they're going to bomb us. They weren't ready. They weren't ready. And we as a country paid the price for that. We paid a huge, huge price for that. It happened again in 2001, didn't it? We weren't ready. We let ourselves sleep. It's important that in here you remember that thousands and thousands and thousands of people have died both in real life and because of our addiction that we weren't ready. But the names that aren't on those walls, the ones that are actively working in alumni programs, the ones that are going to NA meetings and AA meetings every day, they stay ready. They stay ready. I don't go to a meeting when I don't want to go to a meeting. That's bullshit. Yes, I do. If I don't want to go to a meeting, that's the first place I go. If I feel like I'm doing okay today, the first thing I do is I call somebody to tell them I'm not. Now, I suggest every one of us has a filterless friend. And some of you have heard me talk about that. Some of you have not. A filterless friend is that one person that you can text that you can say anything to. And they ain't calling the cops. They're not calling your wife. They're not calling your girlfriend. They're not calling your dad. They're going to listen and hear you. I have a buddy of mine that I suffer from suicidal thoughts very, very often. It is my That is my biggest demon. Um, and when I hit that point, for those of you who don't know, I am a survivor. I put a pistol in my mouth. I pulled the trigger three times. Um, I took it out of my mouth. I fired it in the ground. It went off. My next door neighbor had 911 on the phone. I stood in the backyard with my hands on my head, waiting for them to arrive. And they arrived and they took me to a safe place. And I didn't hurt myself that day. So I can tell you right now that my experience with suicide attempts is I was successful. I was successful. Because an unsuccessful suicide attempt leaves you no longer on earth. But I was successful because I lived through it. And I was able to talk about it. And I was able to explain what is going on in my world. Well, I still, I still have those thoughts. They still fuck with me, but I'm always ready. I always know because I can say to myself things like this. If you blow yourself away today, who's going to explain to those 50 clients tomorrow morning what happened? And what am I going to do to them? If I take myself out today, who's going to be the one that I can call my daughter? So I keep those things in my head, and that's how I stay ready. I know. In my near future, I will have those thoughts. Not 
am I or will I or I might. I'm gonna. Probably before today's out. But I'm prepared for it. I know that it's coming. I already have the worksheet done to talk to myself after I've had those unreasonable thoughts. So my winter is drug addiction and suicide. I'm ready for winter this year. I got ready and I have stayed ready for almost a year. And I promise you that if you use that mentality, if you keep yourself ready for the things that you know are coming, that are there to kill you, you will survive. And you will never be a candidate. And that brings me to my favorite part of the day. There's three things that I ask of you guys every single day, and I know sometimes we struggle, and sometimes by lunchtime we've already fucked up all three. But today I'm asking you guys to take this very seriously. Remember, these are action words. These are not just words. These are actions. I want you to be grateful for everything you've got, everything you don't have, everything you already lost, and everything you're about to get. Because you're about to get some shit you are not aware even exists. Peace of mind, integrity, self-secure. All of those things happen. But it takes gratitude to do it. You have to be grateful for the little bit you know, you, you ever been writing a note to somebody and the, and, and the pen won't write and you move to a different spot on the piece of paper like it was the fucking paper's fault? Like that spot on the paper is not eligible for me to write on. We can't just keep moving around the page. Get a new pen. Throw that old fucked up pen away. Get a brand new one and write anywhere you want. Be grateful. Be grateful that you got a piece of paper to write on. I heard a cup half full yesterday, two days ago, when parents were talking. One of the most impactful things I've ever heard in my life. I don't care how much liquid is in your cup, the cup is full. Because the part that doesn't have liquid in it has air in it. And it really don't matter if you have anything in that cup. As long as you got a fucking cup. I don't care if my cup is half full or half empty. I got a cup. And then secondly, I want you to be kind when you interact with each other. It's hard, especially for those of us that come from places where we had concrete carpets and metal windowsills. It is hard for us to understand that kindness will get us what we want because that's not what they teach us in the fucking box, is it? No, they teach us that our balls are going to make us fight for what we want. They teach us that our fucking testosterone is going to blast out and we're going to take what we want. That's all bullshit, man. None of that's real. And normal people don't live that way. But kindness will get you exactly what you want every single time. Sometimes you got to pair it with patience. But patience and aggression will get you nothing. Patience and kindness will get you everything you want. And then when you walk into that place that you know you shouldn't be, and there's tension in the air, and you know you can't do anything about it, all I need you to do is be loved in that room where there is. When I come in this room, no matter what I've got going on, I do my best to smile. When no matter what I've got going on in my world, I take time to talk to you and to listen to you. Not once have I ever given you the one finger weight and not come back. I may have given you the one finger weight, but I always come back. Because I want you to understand that it's possible to be loving and kind and grateful in recovery. 
There's some time where you're going to be bitter. That's real. That's just part of it. But when you find that time that you know you can change things, you be love where there is. And then I am crushing this shit. All right, here we go. For everything I got, for everything I don't got, for everything I gave away and everything I'm finna get, I'm gonna be grateful. For every interaction I have with another human being or living creature on this plane of existence, I will be kind. And when I walk into that room, it smells like trap house hookers and body fluids. I will be love where there is none. Who's happy they're clean today? Aye. Who's going to make it five more fucking minutes? Aye. Who's happy they slept in a bed last night? Aye. Who's happy they didn't have to use mulch as covers? Aye. Who's happy we didn't have to sleep in the fucking rain? Aye. What are y'all doing here today? I'm sorry, we can do better. What are you doing here today? And this one's for 5-0 across the street who never believes in us. What are we doing here today? I'm Troy, and I'm an addict. Thanks for letting me share. Let's go smoke about. Why <laughs>